that applies basically to everybody. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Jerry, it's really good to see you again. And I, you have just read a long piece, which I hope that we can wind up putting on the uh, uh, on our website, uh, and that uh, uh, it'll be there with a whole lot of others, so it'll be anonymous like everybody else's. Yeah, but it's it's good that you've written stuff down because that gives you a perspective that otherwise requires a really really good memory, which most people don't have. But in fact, I was in the fifth grade when a teacher once told us, and he was a very interesting guy altogether, but he says that a short pencil is better than a long memory. Yes. And by that, he talked about entire civilization that without writing from the very beginning, we would have never had cuneiform, the, uh, the um, yep. uh, 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 early Egyptian civilization would have never happened. Yep. without their ability to write stuff down. And so um, in that regard, other people now can can benefit from this. Yeah. But one of the things that we can start with on here is um, to notice that sometimes we can be really good at getting the hindrances out of the mind so that we can make some real progress. And I want to congratulate you for being able to do that so that you're gaining a lot of really good stuff in a hurry. And then there's other times when things will happen, for instance, not feeling so well in the body, etc. And then the hindrances are easy to uh, to take over and we think that uh, this is just how it is. And that the first example that I have with that is breathing. That in fact, on my nightstand, I have several things that would help with that, including some Kleenex and some uh, inhaler and other things like that, because that's the number one item on the list is to make sure that we can breathe well. And so when the mind, when the, excuse me, when the nose mind gets stopped up, then the right thing to do is to is to work on cleaning it out. And also I have noticed that if I change sides, that mm. generally if I'm laying on my left side, it'll be the left nostril that clogs up. Mm -hmm. And so the easy thing to do is to turn over to my right side and wait. And pretty soon that left nostril that is clogged up will unclog itself and then I don't even have to reach the nightstand to get an inhaler or anything. I find that this is probably something to do with the with the sinuses, although I I haven't checked gravity. Certain, it's uh, all to do uh, with gravity. If I sort of massage from the side of the nose like this, mm -hmm. that has a tendency to clear the nose. So yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are many things like that, yeah. but I tell you what the most important one is, is by doing that, you're having the intention to clean out the nose. Mm -hmm. As opposed to having the posture and the position of, oh, no, my nose is clogged. Oh, poor me. Right. In this case, we're going to say, OK, I recognize that the nose is clogged. 
mm-hmm. and it is somewhat inconvenient. I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make. I'm going to take the effort or the energy that it takes to work with the nose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that in a way is anapanasati. You're paying attention to your breathing in a really important and powerful way by doing that massage or uh-huh. changing your postures or whatever yep. like that. Um, so let's leave that one uh, as a, uh, a check mark for everyone to recognize that keeping the breathing going requires the ability to keep the breathing going. And that we have to work with it sometimes, rather than just putting up with being stopped up, we can actually do something about it. And then we can breathe better, we'll feel better, getting more air, more oxygen. So the next point would be about uh, saying things like, oh, I should get back to sleep. I should go back to sleep. There are two ways of looking at that. One of them is, is that if I were asleep, I wouldn't have to put up with how bad I feel right now. And the other one is, oh, I should go back to sleep because it's an old rule that I've been told many times. And that we're, mm-hmm. And so neither one of those things are maybe the best thing to do, that in fact we could, with the right intention, to just lay there in bed, watching our breathing in the sense of, let's get this air passage cleaned up, let's go play with that, let's change sides and let's spend some time with that. And uh, the going to sleep part is, is that, wouldn't it be nice just to have the next hour or two with nothing to do and no place to go and no responsibilities and no shoulds, woulds, or coulds, or I've got to get anything, I can actually now relax. I don't have to go back to sleep. I don't have to avoid the acid reflux. If that's what I have, I can, in fact, breathe into it and say, there, there now, kid, you're going to be all right. We can just relax right now. Mm-hmm. And let all of that acid kind of drain out of our system. Yeah. I, I know about that. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. can do that. <laughs> yeah, if we remember. Mm-hmm. Everybody can do it when we remember. This is it. This is this is it. Now, what you know, you have been you have I've, I've heard you talk many times about remembering in short spells throughout the day. The problem with that, by the way, is um, you remember, the mind starts to sort itself out. And then you think, okay, the mind's sorted out, I can do and go and do something useful now. And then of course, you tend not to, you tend to forget it for quite a long time. Oh, wait a minute. You would have already have forgotten it and not ever thought about it again. But now when you go for a long time, you actually do wake up and recognize, oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Sure. But then the next thought would be, well, never mind. Start again. I woke up this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's the fully waking up. Often we wake up to see how badly we have done. Mm-hmm. But we don't wake up to the fact that now we're criticizing ourselves for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And so if we wake up all the way, we can say, oh, wow, I'm glad I'm awake now. I don't have to torture myself over forgetting. I can congratulate myself over remembering right now. Yeah. That's the, the, the trick of coming out of the unwholesome thoughts back into the wholesome thoughts. That's the hindrance is right there is um, recognizing that we have uh, a failure. And look how many different ways we see ourselves as failures based upon the set of rules we have. Oh, I'm tired. That's a failure. Oh, I can't get to sleep. Oh, that's a failure. That's a failure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my nose is stopped up and I can't breathe. That's another failure. And we go from failure to failure to failure to failure. So naturally, when we catch the mind wandering away from uh, our object, we see that again as another failure. And the better way of doing it is to say, oh, I recognize my nose has stopped up. That's a success. I can see it. You can look at life that is a series of failures. Well, that's how most people live their lives, is a series of failures, one failure after another after another, and they never come to rest at the fact that they're good enough. They've got all the success they need to be happy. Yeah, but then, you see, then, every time you say something like this, you think this is far too simple. I mean... It is, because you can see, wait a minute now, it is simple when there are no hindrances there and you wake up, this is actually simple to do. It's not simple to do when we forget to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's often, I mean, this is the entire reason why there are automobile accidents on the roads all over the world is people are not watching, they're not paying yep. attention. Yep. They're not looking, they're not awake. They'll go into that mind state of theirs and then things are happening on the road, they're not really paying much attention to it. Yep. Yep. And if they can work themselves up into, I hate this, I hate that, and then somebody goes whizzing by, and now all of a sudden, I hate that guy, yep. and we yep. have road rage. Where, in fact, it had nothing to do with the guy that he was angry at out on the road. It had to do with the fact that he was already angry inside of his own mind. And now he's just looking for something to punch at. (laughs) Which you mentioned, too. That that's what we can feel like that we really know that we're angry is when we feel like hitting something. (laughs) You can feel it in the arms. You can feel it in the body. I mean, we all get pumped up like we were muscle men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's the time to say, wakey, wakey, look at what I'm doing right now. But you see, I'm going to introduce a bit of a bit of skeptical doubt here, right. <laughs> which is which is, you know. I listen to podcasts, I listen to all these all these strange people doing Buddhist Tibetan Buddhist practice that come on. And they're talking about seeing deities and they're sort of talking about dream yoga and all this kind of thing. Um, you know, all the weirdos of the West go to Tibet <laughs> in their mind. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just being like the guy in the in the what was it? Majima Nikaya number 12, who says uh, 
this Buddha's no good, if effectively this Buddha's no good, he's not doing any magic. I right. can't remember the name of the guy. Um, Sutta something. It's, but, it's for, right, it's forgettable, but right, the Lion's Roar Sutta, we've yeah. got that, we've talked yeah. about it before, and this yeah. guy was unhappy with the Buddha because the Buddha only is working with Dukkha Dukkha Naroda. Mm -hmm. Well, there was an awful lot of magic in Tibet before Buddhism came. Indeed, indeed, indeed. You even get them claiming to be bond or burn or whatever it is called practitioners. So they're even going back before Buddhism. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the old Tolku system was going strong before Buddhism came in. Buddhism mm -hmm. just got wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the point in our regard is in that sutta, the Buddha actually gets down to saying these are th the qualities yes. of a Tathagata, one who is here now. The, he actually is not referring to himself, he's referring to Tathagata. And that word Tathagata actually has the word Tathatha, mm -hmm. which is be here now, thusness, thisness, yep. the present yes. moment. Yes. And yeah. so that name is the one who is in present moment. I've got downloaded a lecture by Buddha Nasa on precisely that, I think, mm -hmm. in which he 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 he, um, he certainly mentions that and talks at length about ta 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 and how you can okay. say it. So once we've got that established, now the first item is, is the one who is looking and seeing knows the difference between what is possible and what is not possible. Query here. If, mm -hmm. if the Tathagata knows what is possible and what is not possible, is there a difference in what is possible for him uh, from what is possible from other people who are not? No, 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 that's not the question. Okay. Think of it in the sense of an engineer. You could be a construction engineer, an electrical engineer, or any kind of engineer, and then you ask, is that possible? Mm -hmm. In 1950, the cell phone was not possible. That mm -hmm. in fact, it wasn't until L, uh, LEDs were invented, especially the blue LED, which was only in the 1990s, that gave screens of that size the capability of existence. Mm -hmm. So there are things that are not possible that eventually become possible because of all of the possibilities that were possible in the in-between. We just don't know all of those things, okay? But we can also say that some things are downright impossible and that no amount of technology is going to make it possible, that it's just downright impossible based upon its parameters, okay? I'll give you uh, uh, several examples of that. One would be rebirth and reincarnation is actually not possible. It defies everything that we know about the laws of physics in several regards, including the teaching of the Buddha, which um, uh, science knows 100% correct, and that is, is that everything is changing. Yeah, well, of everything course. is changing, and that 
what those things are then claiming is, is that, oh, there's this whole bunch of stuff that we talk about that we have no sign of, we have no uh, evidence of, a whole bunch of stuff that we claim is permanent. And yet they can't come up with any evidence of anything that's permanent. Everything remains temporary. So the wise one is going to recognize that when they hear stories of things being permanent, they can disregard those things because they're not possible. Yes. There's just a whole lot of stuff that's just simply not possible that people believe in. They like the stories they've heard. An example of that that's not possible is for the stars to determine your personality. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. It's not possible, of course. It's just not possible. And, and yet, look how many people believe that not only is it possible, they actually, uh, oh gosh, especially in places like India and China, especially India, yeah. they can't have a baby without doing the chart. They can't have a marriage without doing the chart. They certainly do them when somebody dies, they do the chart. Yeah, sure. As if it were a value. And all people wind up doing is having either good or bad feelings. Uh -huh. Hoping for the good and wind up feeling bad about whatever astrology that they've seen. And basically, if there's anything real that's going on, it's the astrologer who has done so many charts for so many people with so much about it. He begins to become an excellent psychologist. Mm -hmm. They think that he's an astronomer or an astrologer, and he winds up just being an excellent psychologist instead, if they're lucky. Normally, they're going to get a charlatan there to rip them off. And he knows enough about psychology to make them poor. Yeah, but you see, there are there are <clears throat> the things that seem to be possible that you don't have. You don't really have a mechanism for like I once. Yes, said, we do. Yes, we do. We have an absolute 100% proof positive mechanism. Look at it, look at it again, look at it again, turn around and look at it a third time, fourth time. Let's keep investigating. Let's do science. We okay. have that word now. The yeah. scientific method is that it has to be investigated over and over and over again, and every scientist Ooh. has to go check it out for himself. Ooh. A really good example of that is, is that even though Einstein had... had, had uh, gotten the um, the mathematics down for um, gravitational lensing, it wasn't until several years later in a war and a whole lot of eclipses before they did that, which mm -hmm. was being able to see a star, they knew where it was, but when it comes behind the sun when it's in eclipse, that star appears beside the sun because it was not really behind it it was actually really behind it if you have regular space, but it was able to be seen because space itself is curved. Yeah. Now, guess what? Here's something that I found out because I was pretty close to a whole bunch of people in astrology, even into the Houston Astrology Club when I was very young. And that is that that's the, um, let us say, the holy grail for every average um, uh, uh Astronomer, uh, um, amateur is the word I'm looking for. Every amateur astronomer wants to go see the eclipse and the and the lensing. 
Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for them, all they know are the star charts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have to look at the star charts to prove to themselves that that uh, star was actually behind the sun, though it appears to be beside it. Mm-hmm. It takes a whole lot of research to actually prove that that's true, mm-hmm. that that star did move because of where the sun was. Okay, so anyway, the point that I'm making is, is that's how we do things in the scientific method, and this is how we apply it to the mind. We look, we look again, we see Mm -hmm. it again, we note it again, we look at it this way, we look at it that way, and begin to see what a hindrance actually is, Mm -hmm. so that I'm tired, or my nose is stuffed, or anything like that is merely nothing but a hindrance. And we can take that right out. Oh, I've got to go to sleep. You can actually hear the language that we use that makes us feel bad. Yeah, yeah, sure. You've got to, the shoulds, the woulds, the coulds, the ought tos, all of that kind of language is a key for us to help wake us up to recognize that we're, you know, we're not doing what according to the rule. We're breaking some rule yeah. And that winds up making us feel bad. And when we can see what rule it was, like, oh, you're supposed to go to sleep. Hey, I don't have to go to sleep. I can lay here and enjoy the heck out of not going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, hang on. Can you, I'm just going to go off camera. I mean, don't stop talking. I'm just going to boil the kettle and get sorry, another cup of tea here. Okay, I've got another student calling. Can I let him in on the call? Yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah. Okay, we've done that before. All right, let me let this is Martin. Hi. Hello, Hi. Martin. Hello. This is, this is Jerry. Hi. Uh, Hi, Jerry. Hi, I'm just going We're to go getting... for a minute. Okay. So, okay. Martin, Jerry, and I are just about to finish up. And uh, I just thought that I'd bring you in because of song of reasons and all of that. And that uh, you and I can talk in about 10 minutes or so. Yeah, okay. Uh, no problem. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'll call you when I'm uh, uh, off this call. Okay. Thank you, Damato. All righty. See ya. See you. <laughs> okay, the kettle's boiling. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. This apropos of this this rebirth and stuff. I mean, it seems to me that the the, the big problem is going to be if you've got all this information in the mind. Um, that's got to go on from place to place, then you've got to have some medium to store it until it gets to the next place. And you, yes. haven't, you haven't got one, except that's when they start talking about, ah, but quantum, quantum fields. Mm-hmm. And that uh, but they're it. grasping and clinging at things they do not understand. Yeah. All right. And they that just proves that people want it to be true so badly mm-hmm. that they're not willing to look at the fact that there's no evidence for it at all. Yeah. Now, the next point is, is that not only is there no evidence, but the fact that there's no evidence makes it kind of irrelevant. It has no real influence upon us right now that we could see. For that reason, 
what we can do is what we need to do right now, rather than planning for a future that we have no no concept of or anything like that. But the actual teaching is if you behave yourself right now, you'll be okay later. Yeah. yeah. And the Buddhist teaching is the exact opposite. In fact, we were talking about that sutta. The first one is what is possible or not possible. Here's the second one. And that is, is that if we behave ourselves now, we'll get the benefit of behaving ourselves well right now. We don't have to worry about the future. Yep. That in fact, the uh, uh, the cause and effect is always right here, right now, not based upon, as you were talking about, a store and forward mechanism. There is no store and forward mechanism. Everything is just one thing after another, after another. And it may take a domino 20 years to fall, but that's part of the process. Uh-huh. And coming back to right here, right now, something that I was had in mind to, 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 to ask you, I mean, right here, you know, uh, as one is doing the practice, one mm-hmm. feels, I am safe, I am satisfied, right here, right now, but there remains in the mind the knowledge that there will come a point in the future where, where, <laughs> where the shit will hit the fan. Yes, exactly, and precisely, and... Are you going to be aware of that thought and manage it, too? It's not really in the background anymore. It's just snuck right over your shoulder, and here it is, staring you in the face. Yeah. Wakey, wakey. Okay, so how do we handle that in the sense of, well, I can handle this moment. I'll handle that one, too. When the shit hits the fan, it's only because I don't like whatever I smell, and I'm calling it shit. (laughs) But when I know that... I can change, okay, that maybe it's a breeze that hits the fan. You've certainly got a bit of breeze there, I can see. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so here's here's the point then, is is that when you become afraid of future hindrances, Mm -hmm. that's a hindrance right then. Right, yes, yes. And you you can catch that, and you can say, hey, I can handle the future, I'm handling right now just fine. Good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's on the way to the having the um, the idea, or a belief, or an um, an attitude, or a kind of a niggle, or some foundation, an inner core, that says, "I'm okay. I can mm-hmm. handle whatever it is. I'll be all right. Even if it kills me, I'll still be okay." Hmm. Good. Well, and you and you can get that. You, so whenever you say, oh, I can handle things now, but can I handle them in the future? You can turn that around and say, well, right now is good enough, but it's also about the worst I'll ever have to put up with is fear <laughs> of the future. Yeah. And I can I can take care of that, that uh, fear of the future right now by saying when the future comes, I'll be there for it. I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Good. That, and, and part of that also has to do with the attitude, I'm the boss here, I can handle this. Uh-huh. I'm the one who has these feelings because the only thing that we really can't handle is our feelings. And what we're saying is, is when the shit hits the fan, well, how do you feel about it? Do you have a choice? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of shit hitting a whole lot of fans in the future. We can see them coming. And <laughs> the shit's in the air now. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, yes, yes. It's, uh, oh, never mind. Oh, we better stop here and let, let you okay. talk to the other guy. So, um, All right. So good. Yes. I'll well, let's finish now, but remember what I just said, and that is, is that you still have to see the hindrances because sometimes you let them slip by, and yeah. all you'd have to say is, hey, I saw you. I saw you worrying about the future. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you for <laughs> that. It's been good. I'll send, I'll send you the bump. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll certainly do something with it. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye. All righty. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>